Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it Leon Tailoring. Get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Off. Full steam ahead. Dame the torpedoes. <laughs> Feel good. Uh, there's a lot of shared uh, agendas and alignment, and now the work starts. So looking forward to the coming four months. Big things wanting to be done. The Senate Republicans um, announced in their legislative priorities that they want to change the Indiana Constitution when it comes to bail. Would you be supportive of those changes? Uh, have to really dig deep into... Um, not just the intent, uh, but but the details. And I've not had any conversations with them specifically. So give me a little, give me a week or so uh, to compare notes um, before I weigh in on the topic. So they just unveiled it. I just spoke with Senator Bray briefly, um, and we just talked about a lot of the overlapping of our agendas. Uh, but where there's not, we'll work through it. Democrats say that they're going to really push universal pre-K as well as lowering the minimum uh, age for mandatory childhood instruction. Uh, what sort of funding do you plan to put toward that, given the role that uh, education is playing in your budget? Well, we, we have a couple of initiatives underway that we'd like to see more quality child care available, including On My Way Pre-K. We think that we can add about a total through two different programs, including On My Way Pre-K, about another 5,000 um, seats. Uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, approach it that way. But they'll have their, uh, both in the House and the Senate, they'll have their process that they'll need to um, negotiate their way through as well. Their priorities Important to make sure that we have quality capacity, not just capacity. Uh, Republican Senate Republicans are also proposing to eliminate the state income tax. Where do you land on that? Uh, I'm of two minds. Um, one, I love the fact that we're constantly, we being the members upstairs, are constantly looking at how we improve the attractiveness of our state. Obviously, the tax and regulatory environments core to uh, a lot of investment that's been made in our state. When you talk about doing away with one tax to the tune of multiple billions of dollars, you have to either replace it or go without. And so that is what I'm most interested in seeing is what is the alternative to the personal income tax going to a 0% rate. Uh, and again, I'm thankful uh, that folks aren't sitting back saying this is as good as it can get. If we can compete uh, with other states with a different tax policy, uh, in a more effective manner, I'm all for, for looking into that. But when you compare our state tax policy overall, we rank very high because of, of uh, all the ingredients and not just one. And so I look forward to learning what they do as they um, really dig into the issue. Speaking of taxes, what, can, what is your advice for who's expecting massive property tax increases? Well, we're, we're following this very closely. Uh, and over the coming 
I'd say a couple weeks, we'll have more information. The Department of Local Government Finance is, is really scratching this, making sure that we know exactly what's driving the issue and where. So it's not just responding to a referendum in one area, but what is leading to the increased assessed values of, of homes uh, and then the property tax bill that comes thereafter. And so uh, this will be discussed. We'll be ready to act um, if we need to. Uh, in a very um, surgical way and not just move away from all the hard work that we've done to provide a lot of certainty when it comes to property taxes for commercial and, and residential and ag. On the public health care front, um, you know, obviously the number is not exactly what you were proposing on the Senate side. Um, but with that being said, from my understanding, the bill that's currently being proposed is going to basically be a suggestion to county health departments to opt into this funding. How do you think that solves the problem if it's not, here's the money, here's what you can do with it? Well, first and foremost, it has to be a partnership with the local communities, uh, I think, for it to be effective. Uh, and so we'll be seeking what I set out to the number that I put forward for the first year and the second year, the first year being lower because we have to build the structure. We're operating on a structure that's over a century old in terms of delivery. And we think this partnership with local leaders uh, will yield a better result. And so we're going to, we, this is day one. Uh, of four months, hopefully at the most, uh, and we'll see where we end up. But what I can tell you is I am um, comforted by the fact that the, the hard work that the commission put in to date, and I always say they, they finished their work. They haven't finished their work because they're continuously meeting with legislators and local leaders all over the state of Indiana. And the reports that I always get back when I, too, meet with them is how effective and persuasive uh, that report is and all the work that went into it. And so, look, if we want a different result, we're going to have to do something differently. And I, I don't want to come up short financially um, for, for uh, the ultimate outcome to be one that we want. Governor, you have about a billion dollars worth of requests for the IEDC when you consider site acquisition, closing funds. Is that appropriate given the amount of jobs we already have that aren't filled? I mean, it seems like spending a lot of money on bringing new jobs in when we're struggling to fill the ones we have. You, you, can't, you can't take a day off in terms of attracting the high-wage, high-demand jobs that you want to be here in the future. If you do, you will not... Uh, be in a good position in year three or four or five. And so as we continue to, again, keep our, you know, um, keep the pedal to the metal and foot on the gas, you have to be prepared for tomorrow. And those jobs reflect who is around the country. And so, yes, that's why um, we are leaning so heavily into adult learning programs and reskilling and skilling up folks so that they can assume those jobs. If, if you don't prepare for that scenario, you will be left with a low-wage, routine, mundane jobs that are going to go away in the future, too. So it's not, in my estimation, an either-or. You don't have the luxury of saying, we just won't compete for these um, high-wage, high-demand jobs. We know that we have a very attractive terrain in the state of Indiana, and it is, in my opinion, working. We just need to do a whole lot more of it and then skill the folks up that are out there that are maybe on the sidelines or maybe on one of the lower rungs of the ladder and, um, and have them fill those jobs. 
Tashka has filed legislation that would legalize cannabis if it gets rescheduled away from Schedule 1. Uh, you said that's been a major concern of yours. If a bill comes to your desk with that provision on it, how would you act on it? Well, that's an if with a capital <laughs> I and a capital F twice. Um, look, call me old-fashioned, but I'm, I'm going to uphold the rule of law. And right now, uh, as I see and interpret it, it's still illegal according to the federal government. And I'm not going to pick and choose. I'm not going to start in year seven to pick and choose which laws I want to enforce. And so I'm certainly not going to chase uh, some initiative for financial gain if I believe it's illegal. And so up until it is legal to have that uh, conversation, then I'll address the if, as it were, reality. Of marijuana. There's also a bill yeah. when it comes to that, thinking it's similar to how it is in Marion County. Yeah. I've said uh, before, very happy to discuss that. Uh, I do not believe that um, um, simple possession at certain limits uh, should derail someone's life. That doesn't mean you ignore the law. Uh, but it does mean, as you suggest, I think, allude to that if you don't agree with something, you can change it. And I think in Indiana, we've proven we can. On the federal front, I'm not so sure. Would you support making any changes to the business personal property tax? Uh, it's not on my agenda right now, but I'd, I'd entertain it if it got any steam. I've, I've gone back to local leaders and said, uh, if you can make any gain, I'd be happy to sit back down with you. Uh, but right now, I'm focused squarely on the agenda that I put out. One more question. Last question. Anything? All right. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.